I met Daniel and Stanford a few months ago. They're brothers. Good to see you again. Good to see you. Thanks for having me over. It's my, my pleasure. I went to their home for dinner, and Stanford starts telling me about the house. Three generations of their family have lived here. And I was looking for this old... Danny interrupts from the other room. He's asking Stanford to get him some iced tea. This moment, right now. Danny has cerebral palsy, which makes it hard for him to move his arms and legs. So he uses a wheelchair. Go in the kitchen, I'm not stopping you. Daniel and Stanford are really close. Be resourceful. After I met them, I started thinking a lot about what it means to be a sibling and what it's like to take care of your brother no matter what. What did he ask for? I missed He wants that. iced tea. I have a sister. I want to say that I'd rush to help her anytime. But what if she needed me to help her every day? I've never been in that situation. If he wants iced tea, I mean, we're, we're going through that, that kind of theme of independence. Get the iced tea. And then where there's a choking point or a bottleneck or there needs assistance, I'd be glad to help. We're walking to the kitchen. I'm pretty sure Daniel, you just made a grunt just to get our attention. Stanford wheels Danny through the narrow doorway. He teases Danny, says that Danny isn't actually thirsty. He just wants our attention. We get to the kitchen, and Stanford grabs the iced tea out of the fridge and sets it down on the table in front of Danny. But now that's over with. Danny doesn't want any more help. It takes Danny a few extra seconds, but he opens the gallon of iced tea just fine and pours it into a glass. He got it open to it just by himself. Stanford is Danny's primary caretaker. Stanford recently graduated from college, and while he's figuring out what to do next, he's living at home. Every day, Stanford wakes Danny up and helps him get dressed. He goes to Danny's college classes. Like I said, they do everything together. Hey, Leonard, is my father. Stanford introduces me to his dad. He's in the kitchen cooking dinner. Young Hi. lady, what a pleasure to meet you. What a wonderful smile. Thank you. I can tell where Stanford gets his personality. His father is friendly and Thank kind right off the bat. It's a privilege. After spending hours with them, I know it's genuine. But at first, it's almost hard to believe. Who meets someone for the first time and acts so excited to see you, as if you're already best friends? Their dad talks like an actor in an old movie, as if he's always saying something really meaningful or exciting. Stanford, Danny, and I head to the dining room. As we eat dinner, I ask about their daily routine. Stanford is just out of college, a little older than me, and he's responsible for taking care of his brother morning until night. We're trying out a new um, kind of lift for Daniel for the bathtub. Because normally what I would do is there's just a bench, and I just go in a low squat, and I pick him up, and I set him on there. And then I pick him up when I'm done, but that's not sustainable. Um, we finish dinner and have some dessert. Bye. Oh my goodness, y'all are feeding me so much. Yes, please. You won't be able to walk out of here. I know. <laughs> You'll be able to roll out of here. Danny jokes that I could roll, not walk. You're one of the real tears. 
<laughs> in a wheelchair down the ramp, out the front door. Danny interrupts again. What, Danny? He needs help in the bathroom. Stanford hurries off. We finish dinner. We've been talking about their daily routine, and now I get to see what it's actually like. We can show you Danny's room. Danny, was that okay? We head here. towards Danny's okay. room. Suddenly, Stanford stops and points to a photo hanging on the wall. Check it out right there. So that's the Halama Beach. Is that? That's Danny. Danny, that's you surfing? That's him yeah. surfing. That's yeah. incredible. The photographer is this amazing guy. Now, technically, I'm right here, but he didn't like that, so he... Stanford was photoshopped out, so it looks like Danny is surfing all by himself. You both are like lying on top of the board. Right, so both our stomachs are down on the board and then I'll be paddling and he'll just hold on. And there is a couple ways I can remember catching where I didn't have a good grasp on him and I just kind of did like a silent prayer as we rode all the way in. That's how close they are. They share the same surfboard. We move on and get to Danny's room. Our, our goal is we want to completely redo Danny's room. So As they tell me more about their life, I notice something. Even though Stanford doesn't say it outright, he's made sacrifices to help his brother. Um, you know, this, this wheelchair... This electric. Mm -hmm. Someone offered to donate the electric wheelchair, but there was a catch. Stanford had to pick it up right away. He was coming back from San Francisco. I guess I was going to go to a bachelor party and Daniel called me. Did you make it to the party later? Danny, the family's first, foremost. Everything else is secondary. He never tells me whether he made it to the party. I take that as a no. At this point, Danny leaves, and Stanford shows me around his room. I see books everywhere. Yes, like different things to read. Like This is an amazing book. Shackleton's Incredible Voyage. The Book of War is important. Hornblower series is always good. War and Peace. This is cool. It just gives you little like summations of the Civil War. This was also kind of neat, learning about presidents. My acupuncturist, he wrote this book. He picks up a notebook on his bedside table. And this is like when I do my journal entries and just like write how I'm feeling or just what things I want to be conscious of. This is like I think my third book. I've, I started in college. College was a difficult time for Stanford. He puts down the journal and shows me another book. It's about something medical. I'm trying to learn about malignant encephalitis. Um, and What's that? That's chronic fatigue. When he was in college, Stanford was diagnosed with chronic fatigue. He felt exhausted all the time. Sometimes, Stanford was so tired that he couldn't walk. He had to take a year off from college. And I, I can remember at one juncture, I was confined to a bed for a year. And Danny wheeled over and he's like, here, bro, I got you some Gatorade. Stanford had always taken care of his brother. Now, Danny was taking care of him. And it was just I very did. neat. He did. Now, Stanford feels almost back to normal. He wants to be a lawyer, so he's applying to law school. In the drawing room, I was trying to do like an hour a day of studying. And I just He wants to go to Washington, D.C. and make a difference in the world. Like when you're in D.C., it's just kind of intoxicating, right? There's just that feel, and there's all this history, and there's politics going around. In the future, he and Danny might be on opposite sides of the country. They might be physically independent from each other. But emotionally, they'll always take care of each other.